my name is Trisha Friedman. Welcome back to the Be a Better Ally podcast. On this week's edition, we have Justin Garcia. I met Justin through uh, a Twitter chat that Justin coordinates called hashtag queer underscore edu chat. Uh, Justin is going to let us know a little bit more about uh, the work that they've been doing and where you can find them online. Hello, my name is Justin Garcia. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm a first grade teacher at Chiang Mai International School. Um, you can find me on Twitter at crew underscore Justin, K-R-U-U underscore Justin. Thanks again for joining us, Justin. So as a primary school educator, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on how we go about having conversations about complex concepts like equity and identity with the young learners in our classroom. Uh, we can initiate conversations about concepts like equity and identity with young learners in a lot of different ways, but I think first and foremost, we need to address the fact that um, sometimes as teachers, we project our discomfort and our our fear and our uncertainty about um, these difficult conversations onto our young students. Uh, but really, you know, our young learners are resilient and and understanding and, and smart and they're perfectly capable of having these converse, conversations and understanding these concepts if we introduce them in a way that resonates and that's meaningful to them uh, i think the best way to do this is by learning about stories whether whether real stories in the news or stories from from books about kids like them and how uh, these kids in these stories see the world differently. And I think that is the entry point we can take as teachers into having uh, these conversations with our young learners. Justin, that's the perfect segue into my second question, um, which is how specifically can children's literature help us think more critically about heterosexism? Uh, children's lit can help broaden our understanding of heterosexism in a lot of different ways. Um, we can use children's lit in the classroom to challenge the conventional stereotypes that our students already have an understanding of uh, with gender. So, you know, my students are in first grade, they're six years old, and they already have an understanding of the binary, the gender binary. And they think girls are supposed to like this and boys are supposed to like this and girls are supposed to do that and boys are supposed to do this. And um, by reading children's lit with themes of equity and inclusion and with queer themes can help us challenge and dismantle these stereotypes in the classroom. You know, for instance, uh, Julian is a mermaid uh, can show us how we can express ourselves differently through clothing. And the boy in the bindi can show us how we can express ourselves differently through uh, culture. And introduce, introducing Teddy can show that, you know, we can exist beyond the binary. And I think also these stories can give us some insight on how 
people struggle every day um, because of their expression and how we can be advocates for, uh, for people, for others. And I think what teachers need to realize, though, before reading these things in the classroom is that it's really important to vet materials because um, there are some books out there that market themselves as um, having queer themes and being inclusive and diverse, and a lot of them are not so. They reinforce harmful and violent stereotypes um, that unless you vet, you may not be, be aware of, so definitely keep that in mind. But Children's Lit is an excellent entry point to uh, discussing and analyzing and critiquing heterosexism. For someone listening to this episode who has no idea what anti-bias education might look or sound like in a primary school classroom, uh, can you do a bit to sort of give them a clearer picture of that? I think anti-bias learning looks and sounds very different depending on your context. You know, some of us are fortunate to have a supportive administration and supportive parents and supportive policies in place that uh, give us the tools that we need to adequately teach these concepts, but um, some of us aren't so lucky. So I think in, in, ide in an ideal situation, anti-bias learning looks like um, you know, students and teachers studying different diverse literature that includes you know, diverse voices. And I think that it looks like schools um, honoring diverse communities and diverse populations um, by creating things like safe spaces and um, gender sexuality alliance spaces for students to organize and for students to you know, advocate for themselves. Um, I think it sounds like, uh, in my case, being in a first grade classroom, you know, I, there's a lot you can do with language to affirm gender. You know, I've, I've spent the last year trying to remove um, gendered language from my vocabulary. So saying phrases like everyone or uh, learners and when addressing groups of students, you know, has been my challenge that I've under, been undertaking. Um, but also in, in during, during read alouds, you know, I refer to couples as partners. Um, because I want to model that, you know, we can't make us necessarily make assumptions um, about other people's relationships. And for young learners, I think that's a really simple thing that we as educators can model. And already I'm seeing my students um, mimic that behavior themselves because I've been reinforcing it in class. That's such a perfect example of a small but very effective thing that educators can do. Thank you for that tip. So I'm wondering, Justin, as a member of the queer community, what change would you still want to see in terms of how we underestimate the place for conversations about orientation with young students? As a member of the queer community, I think we still have a long way to go uh, in terms of change when discussing concepts like orientation and gender uh, 
with young learners. I think the first step that we need to do as teachers, as I mentioned before, is to stop projecting our discomfort uh, and our fear of having these conversations onto our students. It's a, I think it's a misconception and a really a disservice to our students uh, to assume that they're not ready for these conversations, that um, you know, they can't handle it or they'll be afraid or confused. And that's just simply not the case at all. Um, they're only confused because we've taught them to be confused by pushing gender norms uh, on students since they were infants. Um, but the younger we have these conversations, um, the better for these kids because the more they'll learn and the more they'll adapt to. Um, so I think that's really the first step to, to eliciting more profound change. I couldn't agree with you more, Justin. So final question, I'm wondering for a straight ally who might be listening to this episode, what are some resources that you think they should dip into uh, to help them think more about some of the things discussed on this episode? There are a few things that I would suggest for an ally to start doing in order to um, begin their journey on a more inclusive classroom, but also a more inclusive personal life as well. Uh, the first thing I would suggest is to read. One excellent book that I think is a, is a great entry point uh, to an inclusive classroom is the, L ABC, the ABCs of LGBT, and that introduces a lot of um, unique vocabulary that I found surprising for myself, even as a queer person. And the vocabulary and the stories helped me understand just how diverse and special the queer community is. And that would be a great entry point. And I think that would also pique the reader's curiosity and allow them to tailor their journey even further by doing their own research. And the second thing I think is to uh, diversify your social media feeds. You know, intentionally follow queer people, queer voices, people of color, um, the people in the disabled community. And often those these people have their own chats that they host every month, become involved. Be, and if you're, even if you're not an active social media user, you can log on and, and read and listen to people's stories and people's voices. That'll also help broaden your horizons. Um, a couple of chats off the top of my head are hashtag queer underscore edu chat, um, teach pride, ally ed. You know, these are all excellent resources that uh, are free and can get you started. And the third thing is go on websites and get some book recommendations for your students or for your children at home. Um, book Toss is a great website that vets young adult books and some children's books. And uh, Books for Littles is another website that vets mostly um, kid, kid lit. And these people work tirelessly to uh, vet materials for parents and for teachers to use in their classrooms. So uh, these three things are low cost or free and are really easy, easily accessible to, to just about anybody. So I think that would be a great starting point. Justin Garcia, thank you so much for your recommendations today. 
If you, like me, are already a fan of Justin, please head over to justingarciaell.com and follow Justin's thoughts there. I will include Justin's blog in our show notes as well as the hashtag queer underscore edu chat that Justin coordinates. Thanks again for listening.